0: For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now, we're providing treats for the best member of your family, man's best friend, a.k.a. the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts, and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you, or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews. Available at a pet store near you. Welcome to Grace for Breakfast, where you can let go of who you were told to be and become who you were born to be. Welcome to another episode of the Grace for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Iviana Bynum, and today I'm with the lovely Leah Valencia Key. Hello. <laughs> I'm
1: so overjoyed to be here with you.
0: I'm so overjoyed to have you. We have, I haven't seen you in months and just seeing your face. I'm just so giddy. I'm giddy to I'm see happy. your face.
1: I'm so happy to see your face. I just You have the most beautiful spirit and energy, so this is an honor.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you. And I wore this for you, and I wore my earrings yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about it all too. We're gonna talk about your amazing jewelry and what you stand right. for, and just you have such a wonderful story. So let me introduce you to everybody. So, if you don't know about Leah, oh my gosh, you you're so lucky to just meet her now. She goes from homeless to a hundred million homes, raised in very humble beginnings in a super impoverished neighborhood of Philadelphia. Leah Valencia Key lived in a homeless shelter with her mother, sister, and brother. Even in such dark times, her mom told her, your predicament does not determine your destiny. She encouraged Leah to never leave the house without wearing her sparkling earrings because they would serve as reminders of the light within. Shattering glass ceilings, obtaining a bachelor's degree in business, a master's degree in education, a cosmetology instructor's license, Becoming a global hair and makeup artist and receiving a United States patent, Leah continued to listen to the light within creating Valencia Key Jewelry Company, Wearable Joy, that symbolizes all things are possible. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. Created to inspire and unlock the bravery and light within. And so Leah's Valencia Key Jewelry launched on QVC, one of the largest television shopping networks in the world. And, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to read the rest of it because your story yeah. is so awesome. And then you, you can tell us even more. So, <laughs> Love it. so it launched on QVC. Then with the power of believing, Leah went from homelessness to inspiring through jewelry in over 100 million homes. Big dreams continue to come true. Valencia Key Jewelry has been featured in Oprah Magazine, 2020 Favorite Things Issue a keynote speaker to over 216,000 attendees at Jamie Kern Lima's Becoming Unstoppable Believe It event, sharing the stage with life-changing greats such as Robin Roberts, Ed Milet, Brendan Burchard, Dean Graziosi, and Tony Robbins, and Valencia Key featured PBS National Network show startup episode. So Leah reaches back to where she comes from donating and educating women in homeless shelters on the keys to light, how to rise up out of rough environments. She's a living example that all things are possible by rooting into the power of choosing joy, believing and radiating light. And Leah's loving words, if I can, you definitely can. Yay! Cue the applause.
1: <laughs> Woo-hoo. I can't wait to hear her. <laughs> well, thank you. That is so wonderful. I'm honored to be with you and everyone else that so we can connect hearts. And my prayer is that at least one thing we say is just lights that unlocks something in you. That's my prayer for everything. Thank you for sharing that. It's so beautiful to hear it. I always love to start you know where i come from that bio kind of talks about it but it kind of skims over the the the, tr- the real deep core of it and the core of it is i was born in poverty i was born in the roughest most impoverished neighborhood of philadelphia pennsylvania and a single mother t- trying you know her best but really I, I call it paralyzed by society stereotypes, generational curses, and, and true fear. What happened, we were poverty, we lived in a neighborhood, and I love to describe the neighborhood, because you're like, what did it look like? Well, if you can imagine a neighborhood or a block where there's drug transactions on every corner, violence breaking out in the streets, profanity, trash everywhere, just this was the neighborhood I was born in. And then my mother broke her leg in several places and she could no longer afford the rent of this really small one bedroom apartment that we actually lived in. It was four of us, my mother, my sister, my brother, and myself living in this one bedroom basement under someone else's home. And when my mother broke her leg, she could no longer afford that. And there's the moment that I remembered vividly that took us from poverty to destitute and that was when she was getting us home from school and we get to the door and there's a padlock on oh. the door so that means a single mother with her three young children we were young little I was about third grade she had so you no all like the, eight. Yeah, I, I black out eight I just know school like mm-hmm. I remember like I'm third grade and I know that. so about eight if that is right so that's young right mm-hmm. the But what I remember is the pain that I saw in my mother, because all of our little belongings were locked inside and she had no place to take her three children. And that moment um, took us to a woman's homeless shelter. And for anyone who hasn't ever experienced a woman homeless shelter, the one that we landed in was like a gym. If you think of a gym room, which is big, large room and they're cots, small cots. Put a foot away from each other, filling the gym and each mother only gets one cot. And so the whole entire family has to ball up on this one small hammock type cot. And then it's moaning and crying and hopelessness and fear just filling the room. But I love to share that part that was read that in that moment, my mother looked down at her three children and she told us, your predicament does not determine your destiny. And that is power i love sharing it because i was young third grade We said that was around eight right so i didn't quite understand it but i love to say that was a seed that was planted in me so anyone who's listening your words are so powerful and they will grow And so deciding what words you're going to allow to come out of your life and what words you're going to sow into someone else's life. So my mother sowed that seed in the worst soil. I understand that we're in soil, meaning around this dirt, if you're going to plant a seed, right? Like She wasn't sowing it in this rich, bountiful, harvestful soil where it would grow. She sowed it and poured it into this depleted soil where moaning, crying and no place to go, but she still planted that seed. So wherever you are, don't stop planting seeds and don't stop saying the things that you know to be true in life, even though your surroundings may not look like that. Even if your soil may feel depleted or not bountiful, it still can and will
0: grow. I'm really putting myself there right now. And my husband right now, he teaches a, he teaches art at this inner city public school. Uh-huh. And he was telling me about this little girl right now mm-hmm. who shared with him that she's living in the car with her mom. Mm-hmm. And he deals with a lot of kids with bad behavior and just he deals with some hard stuff. But this little particular girl is so such a good little girl. He says how sweet she is and how her mom says he's encouraging things to her. Mm. And at the same time, she's like, No, I'm really poor. She she opened up the conversation with him saying I'm really, really poor. So going back to that moment, when you were in this, I'm imagining this big gymnasium, there's a lot of people there. It's almost like, I'm imagining, you know, when you see in movies when there's like a yes. a, a catastrophic event. And, and yes, that's what it looked and, like. Yeah. And they Yeah. And they put all the cots and there's all these people. So how did you feel as a little girl when she said that to you? Can Mm -hmm. you go back to that?
1: Honestly, I black out. And what I found is homeless shelters have evolved since then. I'm 43 (laughs) now. So I don't know if homeless shelters are as catastrophic. So I pray that they have evolved, Um, Mm -hmm. but that's where they were, 43 or what was that, 30-some-odd years ago, I black out a lot of traumatic things, meaning I don't see them vividly. But what I do remember from that is those words. I remember her looking down at us. I remember feeling fear and sorrow and kind of uncertainty. But I remember saying these words into us and me really not understanding them. Like they were literally just words that were passing through my body in mm-hmm. that that makes sense. Yeah. They didn't have power to me at the time. But I love that because things that may not have power to you still can grow. And that's how beautiful it is because it's still set in my spirit because I, I'm able to retrieve it now or and I start retrieving it as I got a little older because that those words would grow in me and I would they were so clear that they didn't have a connection of what that meant but they were so clear that they resonate within me from age eight if we put an age on it or third grade to 43 Mm -hmm. like that's how clear those words are to me and I retrieve them Consistently, because my predicament consistently changes. But I retrieve those words to be like, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be my destiny. Even if I'm in a really good predicament, I like to say that because some people are like, I'm great. I'm not really doing, I'm not struggling in the sense of struggle, but maybe there's more for you. And your predicament doesn't have to mean your external situation, it could be your internal feelings. That doesn't have to be your destiny. If you're feeling sorrow, if you're feeling incomplete, if you're feeling not valued, if you're feeling not enough, if you're feeling that you can't or that you don't believe that you can, that's a predicament. It's an inside emotional predicament but it's not your destiny. If if you really grab onto that, and we can talk about more, because once you decide that your predicament is not your destiny, then you have to believe it. My dear friend, I love her so much. Jamie, oh, I um, yeah, She's amazing. Book, love her. Then the power of belief comes in, because then you have to believe that. Like you gotta like, okay, how I feel right now is not my destiny. It's not where I belong. It's not where I'm gonna be. So then what? Believe is an action word that I always share. It's not a word. If you know if you don't believe something, I'll tell you the the litmus test. <laughs> if you to know if you really believe something is what actions are you doing toward it? If there's no actions towards it, you don't believe it. You think it. It sounds good. You feel it. You you may dream it. You don't believe it yet because believing an action and it's, it doesn't have to be a big action. I call them millimeter movements. When I would start designing jewelry, I never really looked at a ruler and never really considered the magnitude of measurements and sizing in life. But as I start designing, I start understanding, working with manuf- manufacturers that a millimeter is the smallest system on a ruler, smallest measurement. And, and then in designing every millimeter matters. A millimeter up changes the design. A millimeter down changes the design. It even changes the quality of life. A millimeter this way will allow it to bend and flex. A millimeter that way allow it to be stiff and brittle. It's that dramatic. A millimeter that small. So then I said, oh, wow, this is what life is about. So believing is an action and the actions have to happen. But we get into like a little bottleneck because we think it has to be a big action. It doesn't. It can be the smallest action and the smallest action creates change and moves you to your destiny.
0: Mm, That's so beautiful. So, okay. So speaking of like, I admire you so much and all that you've accomplished, but take us on the journey that got you to, let's say to got, got you to QVC. How'd you end up getting to that place from little, I mean, third grader eight-year-old yes. Leah to where you are today. Well, I have to tell the story. To get there, I have to
1: tell the story that we lived in a homeless shelter for many more years. And I began, now they did move us from that gym situation to small room closet, which you know was a different situation. But I, beca- I started to become my environment, a product of my environment. So I became very negative. I started to feel every, grade class in school because it's what I saw. I started to speak in bad ways. And I was coming back from school to the homeless shelter. And I remember this vividly. I say this is when the light was turned on in my life. My mother's standing there and she stops me and she asked me, do you want to be a follower or do you want to be a leader? And I was confused because i'm about fifth grade now a couple years went past still young and i'm like what is she talking about and she can sit continues so she paints a picture for me she said because right now everything you're doing you're following and guess what everything that you're doing and everything see you see that you're following you're gonna become or you can choose to lead but you can choose to lead your life. You can choose to listen to the inner whispers, the light that's inside of you, and you can lead that all the way to your destiny. Now, Leah, you choose. And she walked away. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't a force. It it left me with the power of choice. And that was magical for me because it unlocked The power to choose in life, because up until that point, I thought, oh, it's what I see. We do. It was just natural. This happens. They're doing it. I do it. I didn't know that I could choose something different, even if I didn't see it. But what she showed me was she talked about this inner part of me. And I knew there was an inner part of me because I knew I never felt good being this way. I never felt good doing bad in school. I never felt good talking that way. And it just wasn't me. But I didn't know anything different. But she told me to listen to that inner voice that was saying opposite of my external life and lead that part of me externally. And that was just an entire baby mind shift, but so magical. And I start to use that literally throughout my life the power of choice what do i choose in myself what's inside of me i i ignore the outside i take some things for inspiration i love inspiration but i turn the news off i turn all of these external forces off that will impact me negative i move remove myself from anything that is opposite of what my internal destiny is and then i listen to myself And I pray to God. So I always put everything up. So anything inside, I give up to ask to bring it out to truth. And that's how I start to, and maybe I'll find some inspiration and I'll decide if that's for me, God, what is it? And that's what I start to do, choose to lead where my internal compass was taking me, not where the world's internal compass would take me. And I think it's beautiful for all of us to to really sit back and breathe a little bit and think like, am I am I going in the direction of the world or the external forces, internal compass? Is my life being de- decided or my choices being de- decided by the external forces or am I really in tune with my inside self? And I call it a godly whisper. You hear these whispers inside of you and they're opposite of what the outside is but i call it god singing your truth and you have the option to choose to listen to that truth and i listen to that truth all the time and i just choose 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 that next day which is pinnacle i'd love to say is i start to ask when i got back to school i asked my teachers how do i get better grades how do I see beyond my environment and how, what, how, and these earth angels would show up for me because they saw my passion to be better and see better. And that is the, the formula that I use throughout my life. I decide, I dream, I'm a big dreamer. I dream very often and then I take those dreams and then I put it out to the world and God and I'm like, how? So, I speak my dreams out and I pray my dreams up, and then they start to move.
0: Wow, that's really. And so, okay, so you started growing up and you're just turning your life around. Turning, turning, going to
1: college. My first and only person in my neighborhood and in my family to get a college degree, a master's degree in education. And then my internal whisper was like, oh, this is great, you know? my mother always told me whatever you start you finish so when i was in college i was like this is really not for me but i knew if i started it i had to finish it so i finished it i finished it all the way to master's degree and i was like but it's not my destiny it's what i had to do but it's not my destiny and my destiny was speaking to me in art i knew i knew i became alive when i was being a creator At the same time, my mother was passing. My mother passed at a very early age. And she, on her last days, saw my light shining. And she's told me that I see you shining. I see you leaving your life. I see you following and going towards your destiny. And it's so beautiful. And she handed me these little earrings. And she said, wear these all the time. Never leave without your earrings and let them be a wearable reminder because there are going to be some times where you may not think you can find your light, and just let them be a reminder when you see them or touch them that you always have the light within you all you have to do is choose it my mother passed and i start to use those words and i start to hand sketch just for therapy no big deal no business no i was from the inner city project i didn't even know i could create a business truthfully but I start to hand sketch all these designs. Oh
0: wow!
1: Therapy. So like, that's how they come to
0: life. That's how they come to
1: life. They come to life in a good old old school Remember when you used to wrap your books.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Remember the wrap? Was it wrapper keeper? Yes, wrapper <laughs> keeper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he he just stuff.
0: brought me back.
1: Exactly. I is, bet they don't even exist
0: when you had to wrap your books in school. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now they don't even use books. I feel like now it's just laptop. Mm -hmm. No,
1: there's no, well, I guess it saves your bag because I remember book bags. I used to have a million books in my book bag and I just knew that couldn't be healthy. But so yeah, I started sketching as a hobby of mine of how, what would jewelry look like that would be symbolic to to keep reminders, keep me triggering, keep me moving, keep me choosing for me. And uh, I decided that, I would use my creativity in my hand form of hair and makeup because that's the only thing that I could see to develop in my creativity. So with the master's degree, I went back to college because that's what I did. <laughs> I went back. Well, learning is key. Education has been my one of my great things because even when I, you know, I went to college, I can't say that the college thing was the thing because I didn't really make a living after i got out of college well but just the strategy of getting out of college and getting myself out of my my environment right so college took me out of the housing project and put me in a whole universe of different people that had different backgrounds different ways of thinking and so it just surrounded me by a whole different group of people that i would never see and then it gave me the it gave me the thirst for people culture and exposure that's what college did for me. And I realized that college wasn't it. The degree that the college gave me wasn't it, but the art was going to be it. So I went back to school, got my cosmetology license and I'm like, I'm going to do hair and makeup, but I don't want to do it in salon. Yeah. And, and I manifested that I would work in QVC because I met someone who worked there and I'm like, that's what I want to do. It's 24 hours styling. What I just wanted to do was just create 24 hours without without have to worry about clients and keeping a book and all these things that dream took me five years to get into Qvc
0: and how I, did that wait but wait a minute but yeah so college did plant that business seed in you though because that's what, I just went back at your bio I'm like You studied business, or did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? You want to know the truth that I've never shared?
1: Maybe college did
0: a subliminal business
1: seat. I grabbed business. (laughs) I never shared it. I only majored in business because it didn't have a foreign language at that time requirement it's the only reason well, God and works I so ways. The, <laughs> I the options of majors that i could graduate in and i'm like what is least resistant mm-hmm. like what do i think i could make it through and i was looking at all these majors and i'm like ah it's business it looks neutral i really I had no thought like there was no relationship i never left college thinking i'm gonna start a business i never even left college thinking i could start a business that's why I did it. But it's so funny. I love that because I never connected those dots. That's yeah. so interesting how it was a seed that was growing. There's that, another seed right there. There's another seed that I never even connected. So it was in my future. <laughs> it just I never thought of it that way. Oh, that's really
0: cool. Even though most of what you learned about business, you probably learned it in the school of hard knocks. Cause I have my okay. master's in business in real life. And I learned it all doing business i didn't learn it in school
1: (laughs) all day i tell people you know i love a good degree go for it i cheer you on but if there's a lot of barriers to entry for you if it's a lot of financial strain on you i do think there are really wonderful ways for you can be you can be very successful as long as you're learning see the power here is learning it's not the vessel of learning. You know, it's like as long as you keep growing and learning, if you're, if trade is, trade was the thing that started making me money. Going back to co- cosmetology school, literally I was with a, with a master's degree, I was losing my apartment and my lights were being turned off.
0: Mm. Isn't that interesting? Degree. Yeah.
1: And The reason is because I came from lack. And so I didn't come from connections and I didn't come from anyone that could tell me really how to navigate what you do now that you have a degree. So there's power in understanding what you have and how you use it. But if no one really shows you how to use it or there's no connections to give that degree weight, then it's literally a piece of paper. In the current. Now it serves me now because it's beautiful, because it has created. I'm not only an artist now, I do have a business mindset. So I'm able to speak in different levels. I'm not just speaking from an emotional standpoint. I'm able to speak from a business standpoint. So it it has served me later on in my future. Um, but I think the creativity and the skill set that I went back to get immediately allowed me to support myself. And that got me into QVC. It took me five years. I I had this dream that I wanted to work for QVC.
0: So what'd you do, like apply and apply and apply or? Yes. So my words for this is I always share,
1: speak your dreams out into the world. Don't speak them out because you want someone to help you. God's going to take care of that. I'm a I believe that when you pray your dreams up to God and they, and I don't know if you need to be on your knees in prayer, you could literally just be like, oh my God, please help me. Please help me do this. But when you pray to God, you want to pray specific prayers because God mm-hmm. is waiting for specific blessings. Like he's got it. The whole world and your destiny is right in his hands. And all these to me, godly whispers are lined up for your destiny to happen. But when you pray them out, it gets clear on your next steps. And then God starts to connect the earth angel that's meant to bless you. Humans are here to bless each other. There's no person. Rachel Luna, I love. She just launched her book, which is amazing. Permission is, to
0: Offend. Permission to
1: Offend. Yes, it's so good. Permission to Offend. And she she did an awesome book launch in New York. And she said on one of her posts, there's no self-made person. And I think that's so true. I was doing a thing and they were writing something about me and they were like, oh, you, sh- you write that you're self-made and something like that. And I'm like, oh, never. I will never write that I'm self-made because there's nothing that I've done alone. Everything that I've done is with people hearing my dreams and blessing them. So when you dream, God does this. You dream, you see it. You speak it out into the world. You do not have expectations on any human to do something for you with this dream you pray your dreams up and then god connects the right earth angel that is a, that is appointed to take you whatever portion of the way to your dream and that's how my whole life was i dreamed about this qvc i would share to everyone if we were standing in the pharmacy and you smiled at me twice and maybe you said a word. The next statement I'm telling you is, I want to work for QVC. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. so <laughs> so why I QVC? Why was QVC <laughs> because like this? QVC,
1: I realized when I met this lady who worked there, because I never wanted to be a salon stylist, because I didn't want to hustle and bustle for clients and keep clients and these things. I uh, oh QVC, 24 hours true. styling.
0: That's true. And That's- I have a friend who works for QVC and, and she lives in, in philadelphia i wonder if yeah. you know her do What's you know sierra arroyo oh maybe we got to figure out what i'm going to show you her out to. you too. i went know? to college with her and she's a stylist for qvc Oh, hey, she's a stylist mm-hmm. oh we had to have come across
1: like literally because my area is being in the back of the production part so i Definitely have had to have met her. Oh, we got to introduce each other. Okay, oh, yeah. that's amazing. So I set it out, and I, this time I was bartending to survive. And it was empty, and there was one gentleman there named Fred, literally empty, just him now. Just and Fred. Just Fred. Me and Fred. Fred, Fred. Hey, Fred. And I'm pouring him, and then he says two sentences. My next sentence is, I want to work for QTC. And then Fred says, Really? Because I work for Comcast, but my good friend works for QVC. Let me connect you. Let me see what I can do. Let me connect you. And I'm like, oh, I thought none of it. For yeah. that time, I had been applying for QVC online for five years, and mm. I've been getting you your qualifications. You don't have enough qualifications. That was the email that I kept getting back. It was so much, so that I had went to QVC in person, this was before all the security came in. Now you can't even get near QVC, but there wasn't security at this point. I drove up to QVC, had a CD in hand. I'm dating myself with my portfolio on it. My, and I knew that if someone saw me, if they saw my light, they would hear me. And I get to the gate, the gate, the security person, and I ask him, "Can I get my my portfolio in?" And he's like, "Do you have a name?" And I say, no, but I I know it's a salon here. Can I just give it to the manager? And he's like, if you don't have a name, you actually don't belong in the premises. So you actually need to turn around and leave right now. And I was crushed. I mean, tears flowing from my heart, but I talk about the godly whisper. Mm -hmm. Literally human tears pouring inside of me is saying in such a clear voice and only God could do this. You are gonna walk past this man one day.
0: It was so clear. That same man, the security guy, the same man,
1: the whisper said, you are going to walk past this man one day and work here. It was so clear. It was weird, but I was still broken, so I just kept going and kept going. Mm-hmm. This Stephanie does contact me. Fred Stephanie is Fred's friend. Stephanie never met me a day in her life. The power in being light is more powerful then all the skills that you can ever have from my perspective what is light light is kindness it is joy it is a love space it is a love way of being it's a smile it's an openness to see people truly and people receive that in such a beautiful way it's un. it's, it's unforgettable and it's that's where favor comes that's where that favorite yeah favor comes yeah. Because you allow the favor, because you are being in this beautiful way that people can't help but remember it. And so Fred must have visually painted the picture of who I was to Stephanie, who had never met me. Stephanie texts me the manager's name, contact number, and email. And then Cherry on Top says, Oh, use me as a reference. What? what are you saying with that very thing i did what i was told i used a reference i got an interview which got me into the doors of qvc which i think is the second light that was turned on in my life because i was a stylist there but i was i was seeing dreams happen i was seeing hosts that make dreams come alive and i was meeting business creators that had a passion and a love and intention inside of them. And they were poured into a tangible product and it will become life-changing to the receiver. And two beautiful hearts took me under their wing. They saw my light, Jamie Kern-Lima, founder of It Cosmetics.
0: So well, that's where you met her?
1: Yes, at Kiwi okay. Jackie uh Jackie Fennin, her best friend, actually saw me in the salon and was like, something about I got her light and I could tell her, she, I could tell she was feeling my love and she told her best friend about me. And that's how we all met. And we've been friends for about over 11 years now. And uh, Vicky Sai, founder of Tatcha Skincare, also saw my light and so many other women. But I, I say them because they are very clear. You understand who they are. Oh, and yeah. They around the yeah. Let's world. pause
0: for a minute for someone who maybe doesn't know. Like mm-hmm. Leah's got friends in high places. That it's just, it shows how far your light goes, like how much you shine Mm -hmm. to come from something like such a difficult circumstance to be where you are today, the level of favor that you have, because you are, I mean, you are worthy. You're just so wonderful. Thank you. And
1: it's for everyone. That's why I love the ending. Like if I can, you can, it's really about how you are. It's, you know, I could tell this whole story and the process in which, but the thing that blesses me to keep experiencing these beautiful people and things in life is who I do root myself in being. And I won't waver from it. I root myself in being loved, even when I don't feel like being loved. I root myself in a perseverance and determination, even when I feel like quitting. I give myself an hour to quit and then I'm like, all right, what you gonna do to get back up and not quit today? You know, I, I root myself in joy because there's you can find joy in all things, even in the hard things, because it's joy is not happiness. Joy is where peace and possibility and dreams meet. I feel like that is the quintessential way of being in life. When you lose your joy, everything is depleted from you. When you and it's that way that people feel around you, they feel joy from you. They don't feel happiness because happiness is a fleeting thing. So when someone meets you, they can feel your joy. And so I'm rooted in always rooting into what joy looks like in a human being. And peace is my other understanding. So when the world is rocking around me, I want to be peace. QVC. Is an interesting world, right? It's live, it's happening. And, and back in the day, you could see what was happening by minute. Right now you may not as much, but by minute on screen, you could see if you're doing well, you're not doing well. Like it then, so your joy, your happiness could fleet, like it could go up and down if you weren't doing well. And the beauty of being peace and all surroundings is people love peace because it's a safe space to be. So when anyone's around me, the sky could feel like it's challenging. Your cells could feel not great. Someone could be doing something wrong. But if you come to me, I'm going to have a peaceful spirit. And people feel that because then you can strategize on, okay, what do we do next? And so if you define your ways of being in life, (laughs) you don't even have to have too many skills. You learn that along the way. But people will just grab you and God will just move you because God is like, I want more of this in the world.
0: It's so true. And it all goes back to, I mean, I thought about, so in the Envision workshop that I teach, I talk, that's kind of how we bring it to together is just defining your ways of being and then stepping into that and choosing that. But you earlier, you said something about choice. Mm-hmm. And I. It's like, I want people to listen to your words and just like take it and, and really hold on to them hard because they could seem like very simple things, but they're actually very strong things when you make the choice day to day, because these are, they look like simple concepts, but on the day to day level, it's not as simple, right? I think it comes down to the choice and Looking at you, I remember the first time I saw you and I remember hearing, like, when you see her, you're going to know it's her because she dresses in all yellow and you wear yellow every day, I'm assuming, everywhere you go and you stand boldly in that and that had to start from a choice, right? Mm -hmm. From a choice. So uh, can you walk us through quickly? I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but that internal choice that you had to make to to stand out in boldness and also choose these ways of being that you are putting out into the world.
1: Yes. The choice is so hard. It's so you can say it and it kind of rolls off your tongue so easy, but then when you put it in place, it's really not but the beauty is it's it's really understanding who you are, it's going back to your your inner self and really becoming true to yourself. I realized that I was going to be all of me very early when I was from young. I realized I I could try to be other things. I could try to hide my past history. I could try to hide where I came from and it made it more harder. It was a weight that I was carrying, you know, like I could try to hide that I don't write well, but it became this heavy weight. I was carrying all the burdens and trying to move forward. And I was like, I can't carry this anymore. So maybe I'm encouraging someone, maybe you're not walking into all of you. And, and it's, cause life is heavy normally, then you add the past, of things or things that you're not totally comfortable with on top of that so you're carrying all this weight and when i decided to break free of that and say oh oh no i'm really just gonna this stands to what you were saying about how i walk into a room and i'm just like all of me right the the reason why you feel that is because i have no hidden inhibitions like i am boldly saying i'm from poverty Like, like I am boldly knowing that maybe I don't speak so well all the time. And so I'm boldly walking in all of me, but I'm also boldly walking into that I choose love every time. So this is what I'm going to be. And so when I marry all of these truths together, I can be my most purest self. I don't have to be anything other than that. And that is hard to choose but also very freeing. And when choice comes into play, it's like sometimes the choice is hard, but what is the benefit to it? So the reason why I'm able to choose these words that seem so very surface, like love, joy, peace, when you really get down to it, it's hard to be love all the time, but there's a powerful benefit when you are. Because I'm telling you, when you choose to be loved, oh my God, so much. So I lost my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt in the matter of a couple years sequence. I black out the actual years of, de- but it wasn't a long span between. And I could have chosen to be hard hardened by that and and hold that again as another weight, but I chose to tap into the love that they gave me when they were on this earth, and then allow that love to consistently live within me and be a part of who I am and oh my goodness when I choose love as hard as it is all the time so much love comes back to me I am surrounded by so much love like when the the scripture says my cup runneth over my cup runs over and it's only because I'm choosing to be that And I feel as though as hard as it is to choose, what is the byproduct of that choice? If it's really good, I'm gonna keep choosing it over and over again, even when it's hard to do.
0: And So I've been going through the season of boldness. I've been talking about boldness a lot and it has given me the opportunity to be bold. And I think that you put it into the perfect words when he's talked about just being all of you whether it's your imperfections and also the beautiful parts of you. And it's just, it is so freeing. I agree. I fully agree. I feel so much lighter. I feel so much I just feel so much more confident because I'm making that choice. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love you, Leah.
1: I love you so much. Thank Thank you. you. I know. You're
0: so wonderful. to me. Thank you for allowing
1: me to connect with everyone. Thank you, everyone, with me to allow to pour a little light in your heart. It's an honor.
0: And you didn't even talk about your jewelry. So let's talk about your jewelry real fast. Tell them where to find your jewelry and what's like in each piece. So I'm wearing my earrings here. I forgot what they were, but they say- they yes. say it's possible on the yes. outside. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I wear on the outside. Oh, and nice. then sometimes when I'm needing, I just need to just, like, really, like, embrace this. Like, it's almost like a, I don't know, just my little message to myself. I wear them facing inside. Like, the it's possible. Like. Yes,
1: that makes me. Oh, poor is the answer? God, it's so good. Really? <laughs> this is what I pray. Literally. Verbatim, seriously, verbatim is why I just like verb. It was my prayer to be like verbatim. I, I, you took the words directly from my creation. I literally put it on one side on your hoops. It says, It's possible, it's only on one side, yeah. And I find it because I know that sometimes the world you want to inspire the world and anyone around you because my message is shine so bright you inspire others to shine with you so you're inspiring them whatever it is it's possible but there's sometimes you need just a whisper to you that it's it's possible it's still possible it may not look possible but it's still possible and it, it's that decision, and we need. And so you're using them exactly the way I love it. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, you. that's so. Everything cool. I create, I created these pieces. You know, really from my mother's inspiration of telling me, like, you need a symbol, you need a a, a reminder of what is in life, all the beauty that's in life, and and it's symbolic. Valencia means brave, and I, another dialect that I was researching and key is to unlock, right? And so it's always, it's the whole mission to when you wear it is to unlock your bravery, unlock your light, unlock your joy, unlock your perseverance. And it all has symbolic meanings to them, what I've created. So you can trigger into that whenever you need it. My website is valenciakey.com. I'd love for you to wear Valencia Key. And my mission is that we become more light in the world. Show up with who you are fully, nobody else with your, which you may think is an imperfection, but to someone else it's beautiful, I promise you. And even if it may be something that's challenging, someone else sees it as inspiring that you showed up expressing that because maybe that's something that they have as well. And if they, if they see you do it, then they know that they can do it as well. So I think it's a selfless act to shine your light because you don't know who's watching you, who needs it. And as hard as it is for you to shine your light, it's harder for that person. So let's, let's bring more light in the world together. And I'm excited to be on a voyage to keep pushing it. (laughs) Mm,
0: So beautiful. So beautiful. So Last question, Leah, what What does grace mean to you?
1: Oh, so good. So you must know that my, one of my very best friends name is grace. And Mm -hmm. she came in my life. I get emotional when I think about it. She's another blessing earth angel that came into my life at least 15 years ago. And I would like to look at grace as the being that she shows Grace is non-judgmental. Grace lifts you up when you need it. Grace is there for you when you don't know what to do. Grace is a flicker of light in the middle of darkness. Grace gives you things that you don't even think or know you deserve. And it just shows up and pours it out on you. Grace is a way maker. Grace is divine for you. And grace comes in all forms in life. We need to give ourselves grace as much as we receive it from other people. I think a lot of us, me included, I always have to remind myself, oh, that should be a bracelet. Just hit it. I have to remind myself, give yourself grace because grace is accepting. Grace doesn't judge you you know like it's like just just give yourself a little grace because it's okay that you didn't make that it's okay that you may have failed here it's okay that you have a challenge and it allows you to be truly who you are where you are and then lifts you up to the next level that you're supposed to be
0: beautiful words and i mean so much of why i I'm doing this podcast. Grace for breakfast. I mean, Mm -hmm. start your day with grace. Love that. What is grace to you? Grace to me is God's just, Jesus paid the price for all of our mess ups for every single thing. Mm -hmm. So when we accept Jesus into our heart, that's it. It's over. We're God's child. God sees us in this beautiful way. It helps me be more bold and be okay with the imperfections because I know that God is working through me and purifying me and just showing me new ways to be a light so that mm-hmm. I can shine my light into the world. I'm still learning. I'm always learning more and more. I need to give myself grace so that I can extend that grace yes. because it was already the, the ultimate price was already paid. It's done.
1: That's the beauty. God's grace is the is, the, is grace. Mm -hmm. right it's and it's so forgiving and i love grace is forgiving you know too like and what i love about understanding how beautiful god's grace is because we can do a whole lot of things and god's still there waiting for you right and with open arms all you gotta do is call me and and walk to me and i'll I'll guide you i got the i prepared my grandma made all her grandchildren remember the 23rd Psalm and I never, I couldn't understand why I was like, what is this thing? Like what? And every time we would have to recite it and you didn't read it, you memorized it and we would have to recite it, the 23rd Psalm. So I know the 23rd, like the 23rd Psalm resonates in my body when I don't even know that it's there. That's how much it was drilled into me. And it's so beautiful when you think about it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with me, right? That rod and staff comfort me, that prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That cup runneth over, surely in goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, the beauty of the 23rd Psalm that I didn't realize. And we
0: were, There's but, another seed from Grandma. Grandma! Grandma planted them seeds.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh god, that's such a seed that I feel like these seeds that have been planted in my life are why I am what I am. And I and I'm now allowing these seeds to just literally flourish. And I'm acknowledging, thank you for acknowledging that seed. Literally flourish. And I start to look at the 23rd song, and it's like, whoa, first of all, it's yeah though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death and i was telling someone else so what grace is grace is there for you to be forgiving and forgive but you also have to walk (laughs) like don't sit in the valley of the shadow of death so you're walking towards god's will and way And, and then and then If you walk through it, you are in the valley of the shadow of death, which is the scariest place to be. But you're walking through it. You're not holding through it, sitting through it. And then God has prepared a table before you. The table that's the table is already prepared for you all you're doing is walking to it in the dirty valley in the shadow in the valley, and in your mistakes the grace is picking you up and moving you toward the table but you've got to keep moving toward it and so i just really start understanding i love the 23rd song because it just says so many beautiful things about the way to inspire our way of living in life so i'll close with this walk through wherever you walk through your greatness because i never just want to stay in a valley walk through your celebration meaning to me there's more god has a table before you, you maybe you're at a beautiful table walk to another beautiful table because they're always prepared for you never stop dreaming never stop believing but if you are in a valley don't stay locked don't sit in the valley god just wants you to walk towards him and when what does a walk towards him mean pray out cry out scream out that action and then when you pray out then ask god what action can i do and whatever that whisper that will be a whisper and it'd be a whisper you may not want to do you may not feel like you can do you may think it's impossible hear the whisper and then say, oh, what's the smallest part of that that whisper that I can physically do? Do that thing because that's the walk. The walk is the movement of hearing God, praying to God, whispering to God, and then moving in it. And then every time God is going to prepare a table before you, it is the story of my life. I'm 43 years old and God has prepared a table every step of the way. And he's never left me. And so whoever's listening, your table is already prepared. Your greatness, your dreams, it's already done. Like my mother called it, your destiny is already in in the works. You have to walk to it and allow God to guide you through that valley. And it all will be there in grace and beauty. I'm
0: sorry, I got emotional, but there's it. (laughs) You better not be sorry. Oh, I love, I just. How many times have I said it? You're so wonderful. I love you. You're so wonderful. You really are. Leah, keep shining your light. Thank you. Keep shining your light. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Love you. Love you too. We are on a mission to grow the Grace Voyager movement. Help us grow by sharing this podcast with everyone you love. It's super simple. On your listening app, just click the share button and post it to your Facebook page, or just take a screenshot and share on Instagram or Facebook by tagging at Grace for Breakfast. Thank you for helping us grow the movement.